Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date, Mailbag Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. It's not just Mailbag Edition, it's also a Billy Joel Edition. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, It's just a little peek ahead. We have finished the bracket. Yeah, we're done with this. We're done today. We, uh, we were even, we're in sync on the final winner, so we don't even need to send it back to Ryan, so. That's right. Yeah, <sighs> I, um, just looking at the two sides, of the, and I know we'll. We'll get into it later. No, I don't want to open Steam. <laughs> what, are you sure you wouldn't rather play Skyrim? I mean, of course I would. Um, yeah, just looking at the two sides of the bracket, I, th- I think you dev- you didn't have very many of the good songs, but you had the best ones. I would have nah. picked uh, All for Lena. You know, we'll get into it when we get into it. Okay. Shit. We'll get into it soon, too. There's not that much mail in the mailbag. Everyone's been real busy, I guess. Yeah, it's a continuing trend that is making me very upset. You know, that's fine. We'll just go more freeform. Who needs the fucking mailbag anyway? Yeah, let's cut that out. In fact, let's not even do mailbag ever again. Yeah, all right. Fucking people. On September 6th, Ryan wrote at Brother Date. Still getting it on iTunes. So, you know, that that was like three weeks after we switched podcast providers. But it is good to know. Yeah, we figured that one out within day one, I think. Yeah. Uh, also on the 6th, Ryan wrote in, uh, at Brother Date, again with the Jedi not really caring about slavery. Yeah, well, it, listen, it came back and bit him pretty bad. It's just, yeah, I couldn't help watching episode three, but think, man, if they had done a few things different somewhere along the line. Qui-Gon could have just fucking force choked Watto out. Yeah. I'd take it me with him. Do you think Watto would have even tried to stop him knowing he was a fucking... Wait, did he not know he was a Jedi? He had all that he needed to know to figure it out. <laughs> but then he specifically sure, but... goes, what are you, some kind of Jedi? <laughs> what do you think you are? <laughs> some kind of Jedi? <laughs> I don't strain your voice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know that that Watto impersonation is a comfortable place for you, and you can do it for some time, but, you know, don't push it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do, like, a live show as Watto. I wouldn't be able to do a full set, you know? Yeah, yeah, I often wonder about ACDC. How the hell does that guy make it through the concerts? Because the noise he that, makes is so unnatural and crazy. It is It is weird that he's not constantly making and drinking several cups of tea with lemon on stage <laughs> during the show. <laughs> and it's just like in the middle of a song going, She was a fa- <clears throat> She was a fa- Hold on. <laughs> oh, you guys know it. Uh, <laughs> on the 6th Shannon wrote in uh, at brother date when the fruit bracket is finished maybe we could do another for fruit that we eat like vegetables so squashes tomatoes cucumber etc although I think this aubergine would need its own line and she uh, retweets a picture of a funny looking aubergine that's got either a big cartoon nose or maybe it's a dick 
Yeah. And people think eggplants look like dicks anyway, so. It's a dick with a dick, maybe. It's a dick. You, hey, hey, dog, I heard you like dicks, so I put a dick on your dick. <laughs> That's a nice fucking, card. I wish I could receive that card one time in my a life. Great, a great old meme from the early early 2010s, maybe? I don't know. I'm. You can miss me with the memes. I don't know them. Yeah, but I thought you were sort of more up-to-date on things that involve DMX. Uh, <laughs> you did... I know that you did go over that uh, weird mix-em-up magic iPod that I, Katie found, I, I and like you did... That. You were certain that all of the best mix-em-ups included DMX in some way. He... Because he talks the whole time. He sounds like someone who's got some mean schizophrenia voices that he's constantly beating <laughs> back or something. The entire <laughs> song is like, listen, listen, just in the background. You're like, I'm listening. And so you I'm like, listening you to like the hearing those little things inserted over yes. uh, a thousand miles by Vanessa Carlton or whatever the fuck. Yes. Or any of them, any of the fucking <laughs> soft ass shit that was on the other side of that, uh, the other side of that thing. Yeah. Or even over like uh, something, uh, fucking diarrhea like uh that evanescence song oh geez there was an wake, evanescence song wake, on there i would not have up, clicked it. wake me up called. inside yeah okay yeah just hearing some dmx <laughs> over that was pretty good too so. i did see something on the internet sorry about getting a little blue but i did see something on the internet about where someone <laughs> described stuffing your lip limp dick in and hoping that it starts working as doing the old evanescence <laughs> It's pretty good. Uh, oh man! On um, See, oh, I I've think they said known thumbing that. it in too, which is which is uh, an amazing metaphor. <laughs> I've always known that it's pushing rope, but I guess uh, there's a different <laughs> thing. There's a different thing you can say there. <laughs> yeah, the old evanescence. <laughs> um, <laughs> on the seventh, Ryan <laughs> wrote in. Uh, because I know how at Deer Ham Sandwich loves sex in his tracks, and it is a fucking, it's an image that I have seen circulating that suggests that there was a big orgy in the holodeck, but with the holodeck turned off? Because it's the holodeck grid? You know, I saw like, um, I saw like a part of that frame, and I didn't even try to look at it. Yeah. Anyway, it's O'Brien. It is looks like he's upset that he wasn't invited because he's standing in the doorway. <laughs> I seriously, I saw it on Twitter and I saw the comment and I like had the bottom or the top part of the picture was at the bottom of my screen. And I went, I'm not scrolling down for that. I'm not no, there's nothing. It. There's no good coming from this. No, I don't need to see that. We saw the time he sent us the one where they did a mix him up with uh, Picard and Riker's face, and that was hard enough for me to look at. And you had like a oh weird, that was ch- that was very challenging. I did not like that either. It's like a weird Abe Lincoln Riker where he just had the beard. It's confusing. <laughs> uh, also on the seventh, Ryan tweets at brother Dan, and that kids is how I got banned from the podcast. Uh, <laughs> we didn't ban. We're not banning you no. for that one image. That ain't nothing. No, you didn't get us. I'm not going to let you get me like that. <laughs> I didn't let you get him. Never seen it. <laughs> you are a target this week, though, for sure. Uh, on the 8th, which I guess was Star Trek Day, Shannon wrote in at Brother Day, happy Star Trek Day. How are you celebrating? And it's a picture of, uh, oh boy, Spock's holding that uh, Targ, that puppy mm-hmm. with a horn. Yeah, the cute unicorn yeah, dog, whatever it was. Yeah, that's real good. Um, And uh, then on the 29th, she sent us a belated congratulations on 200 episodes. Is yeah. Picard clapping? I forget what he's clapping about in this one. Mm. I can't see it. So I'm not gonna... And also on the 29th, she sent uh she retweeted 
spot the robot dog to measure COVID-19 patients' vitals. And Fuck she tweeted that. at Brother Date, another reason to wear a mask. If you get COVID, this thing might show up. I hope he does. I hope he does show up. You know what I'm going to do It for sure does. What are you going to do? Throw him, him off over? the fucking roof. I see. You're going to carry him up to the roof and no, throw him off. he can get up the stairs. I'm going to say, you need to take my temperature up here on the roof where we're away from people. Come up to the roof. We need to be up out in the fresh air to do this COVID business. And when a dog comes up there, I'm throwing him off the roof. Yeah. Yeah. You don't look good. It doesn't look friendly. They didn't they haven't spent any time at all making it look friendly, which actually is a little bit comforting. Yeah, I guess. It's only a matter of time before they do start making it look friendly and then it's even more well, insidious. Was you know just one of these guys is going to team up with Sony or uh what was Honda's robot Asimo? Yep. He was pretty cute. He was in that Beck video, right? Well, hold on, let's find out. I think he was. What was the name of that thing? Uh, Hell Yes. Wasn't that the one with the with the dancing robots? Uh, Beck, Hell Yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, I mean, it, if it's I not don't him, think it's, it's exactly Osimo, but it it's does. something like him. It does look like it. I don't know. Was Osimo the one that was dancing with Andy Lau, or was that just another ripoff robot? Uh, apparently, it was uh, Curio. Oh, okay. Well, he was a cute old guy. Quest for Curiosity, Sony Dream Robot. <laughs> Was a bipedal humanoid entertainment robot developed and marketed, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. sorry. So yeah, he would have been he would have been dancing with Andy Lau for sure. Okay, he was an entertainment robot. Well, that that maybe that's uh, they'll they'll team up with those guys. Sony knows how to make the entertainment robots. Hey, did I even play the mailbag intro? No, <laughs> we yeah, can play it, it as the outro. Matter. Play it as the, the mailbag outro. segment is done. <laughs> mailbag. My brother did. Is over. Good job. It's been a while. We didn't start the fire. Ryan did. It's the Billy Joel bracket. When we left off, we had done rounds one and two of the Billy Joel bracket, uh, reducing it to the top 16, top 16 Billy Joel songs. Yeah. <sighs> you want to start or should yeah, I? Start. I, can, I can start. Um, yeah. So where we were at, we had Pressure, the song you just heard, going up against You May Be Right. Again, you guys know that one. Sounds like it's... Yeah, it's, I mean, that's probably about as well as everybody knows it, I guess. You know, that one on the radio all the time. Um, look, it wasn't close. You know that one that's got big center field energy? <laughs> exactly right. It wasn't close. Pressure's weirder. We went over it a little <laughs> bit last week about how he's doing some David Bowie business in there and some other stuff. Um, hey, maybe don't call your song Pressure if you're going to be ripping off David Bowie, huh? Seems like maybe a little bit on the there nose. There might be a David Bowie song that's got pressure in the title that everybody knows. Well, geez, you know, it's just, it's, he couldn't help it. His fucking admin or whatever came up with the great idea to write a song about um, writer's cramp or whatever. And uh, <laughs> and that's that's what he came up with. He should have called it writer's cramp, I guess. Writer's cramp, not writer's block? Is that what I, is that what I meant? 
Oh. Which one did you mean? Did you mean he had a pain in his arm and he couldn't keep writing with a pen? By or do way, you mean that he couldn't I think of I definitely meant writer's write. block, but for some reason I was thinking <laughs> of Basement Flat. <laughs> the, what's it called? Writer's crap and glossy yes. foam, <laughs> That's what I was... Yeah, was Basement reason, Flat. I was like... Hey. I was like, what's that? Would that song sweep the bracket? That mid-tier Midnight Oil song? Oh, uh, 100%. All these? It would beat yeah. all these songs. It would beat nothing on, nothing, nothing on the bracket beats Basement Flat by Midnight Oil. Yeah, I was like, what's, the, what's that term? Oh, fuck, what's that term? And I was like, well, I'm, um, Peter Garrett knows that term. And I just went with that. Um, <laughs> Must be time for a second chance. <laughs> I, can't I can't escape, escape this basement, basement Flat. Uh, we both just sounded like a Rise couple of... I do sometimes <laughs> wonder if the neighbors think that Marjan has a kid. Who's got maybe some <laughs> some special needs? <laughs> and singing Peter Garrett hey, that, impressions that hey, doesn't that, help. That that our kid downstairs is singing that Australian music again. <laughs> Sometimes he sounds like he's Australian, but I guess that's just a that's just a part of the whole thing. Uh, I'm gonna play a clip of Pressure. One more clip of Pressure. I wanted to play that because last week, because last week when we talked about how it sounded like David Bowie, I said, there's another part of the song where he does a David Bowie thing. He goes, yeah. I'll tell you what it means. <laughs> yeah, you, you uh, compared it to the beginning of Modern Love. Yes. Uh, and of course, he's doing a, a full John Lennon for once with all of that <clears throat> Channel 13 Sesame Street nonsense. Later on, yeah. it's uh, uh, Time Magazine or whatever, but it's like... He's trying Isn't to make it, a reference, but I don't even know if he knows <clears throat> is it what he's John referencing. Is it John Lennon and not a Billy Joel? He's got a whole song that's nothing but those. Uh, sure. Yeah. It's just like, he's going for a deep reference, but he couldn't reach deep enough. He didn't know where to find one. Uh, anyway, it's still the easy winner, because at least he's doing some weird shit. And weird, if both songs are not very good, weird's gonna win, I think. Uh, yeah, and there's... Again, if I compare your song to Center Field, we can agree you're not doing anything weird. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you have uh, you're straight down the fairway on this one. <clears throat> uh, for my first match around three, we have uh, All for Lena versus The Night Is Still Young. Mm. All for Lena is a song about teenage obsession. Maybe with somebody who's bad for you. I, it may just be that the obsession is bad for him. Uh, it definitely uh, seems like it. it seems like a lady who slept with him once, and that was her fucking mistake. Because now <laughs> he's a fucking weirdo she, about it. She really did make a big mistake <laughs> about was, it. It was she has a right to do what she wants with her body, but this guy doesn't know that, and so she made a big whoopsie. She did a big whoopsie, yeah, for sure. She um she picked a bad partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, songs about teenage obsession should definitely be under three minutes. Uh. <laughs> I think you know that I'm fucking down for it. Yeah. If it is earnest. Yep. 
uh, particularly if it is being performed by a teenager. That's helpful. What I'm saying is that I will listen to Paper Lanterns mm-hmm. uh, all day. Just, Cons- just a consecutive well, playlist that has one song on it all day. That's a good one. Um, so this song comes in about a minute long, frankly. Sure. But it's got a couple of piano flourishes and a solid synth break that kind of helped to justify that extra length. The Night is Still Young trips all over itself with double-tracked vocals (laughs) that make it actively difficult to understand what he's saying. That's like how I have the one song on my side of the bracket where I thought he'd invented a word, convipid. (laughs) And I was like, that's not a... I don't think that's a word. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like they're they're just an octave apart mm. and they're mixed at the exact same volume and they just trip all over each other. Okay. Also, did you know rock and roll music was the only thing Billy Joel ever gave a damn about? <laughs> why is there why is that line in the song The Night is Still Young, a song which is not remotely it doesn't matter. It's fine. It doesn't matter. He yeah. has to bring up rock and roll. But the I was winner say, of this it's hard to tell that rock and roll is the only thing he ever cared about when you listen to that album that's all fucking doo-wop and shit. Yeah, well, again, he rock and roll is a big tent for him. There's a whole song about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner is all for Lena. Yeah. That one feels easy. Yeah. Match 26. I mean, listen, The Night is Still Young only survived last round because it reminded me of the TurboGrafx-16 game King of Casino. So (laughs) sooner or later, that can only take you so far. Okay, but would the music from uh, Casino Pineapple run this bracket? Like, just fucking go all the way to the the title. Well, it wouldn't be Basement Flat. It's a good... That's a good one for sure. It's one way, of the better ones in Kick a Casino. We played way too much poker and shit because I remember all of those songs. Well, there's only five of them, I think, right? I remember them all like perfectly. But I mean, well, you've already done the best one, really. Yeah, there's other ones like and then it gets on its jazzy way. Uh, and there's some slow ones. Uh, I, I like the idea that we're coming up with an alternate bracket of songs that could have run the <laughs> this bracket entirely, in which we're going to have a Casino Pineapple and uh, Basement Flat. And I was thinking about mo- putting Modern Love in there, too. When sure. we were talking about how it kind of reminded you of that part of Modern Love, I was like, that'd probably run well, the Might bracket. as well put some music from Midgar from Final Fantasy VII in there, too. Yeah, yeah there we go. Uh, <laughs> definitely, that's, uh, that's Zanzibar, right? When I was listening to <laughs> yes. it, I was like... Oh, okay. I remember when Matt played a clip that sounded like Final Fantasy VII, and I don't know if this is the same moment, but this also sounds like Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, so it's probably this one. Yeah, there are. He does have two songs that uh, that does, pulls that <laughs> trick. Listen, it one hundred percent not Billy Joel's fault. No, no, no. Again, we know what dude was listening to. What uh, uh, Nobuo was listening to growing up. I do feel like I have a pretty good handle on his record collection. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Um, and he's you know it's all on vinyl too. He's a special boy with with special cares. Match 26 is in Amorado. It's the classical piece versus Angry Young Man. Um, When I put this one on to listen to again, mm. Opus number eight, Suite for Piano Movement, part one, Suite for Piano Movement number one, rather, uh, it occurred to me that 
there are no more than a handful of classical pieces that I've listened to more than this one now. <laughs> Did like, that anger you, or how'd you well, feel about it? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, it ain't great. It ain't a great feeling. I was like, well, I've des- definitely listened to uh, Smetana's tone poem, "The Mole Down," more than this. Okay, and maybe at least one of the movements from Dvorak's Symphony Number no. Four. Okay. And then everyone's heard like a little bit of the big ones, like Beethoven's Fifth and Ode to Joy, but I don't really count those because I didn't. Yeah, like you shouldn't get put them on that are just out in the world. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm like, well, I I know for sure that there's one piece of classical music I've listened to more than this, but I there can't be many others. <laughs> there's just too much of it. Like, yeah. Ah. Uh, so that's kind of fundamentally a bummer. We'll also see how far it's going in this bracket. You can tell me in a second how it did in this matchup. But just the fact that it's beating all these like real Billy Joel songs, yeah, maybe indicates where he should have been spending his time, perhaps. Yeah, maybe he should have spent more time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, as always, it's perfectly competent and not remotely moving. Mm-hmm. So it's it is fine. I think I said last time it would be just fine on the light classical music choice station in the 900s in the cable yeah turn down um, the lights turn down the lights and fucking uh put on the music choice and uh, have a weird night have a weird campbell summer night <laughs> open the door you ain't got ac <laughs> put a fade in the Stop door it. maybe maybe put a fade in the door make sure the cat doesn't get out though w- listen we'll do therapy after this oh, okay okay, okay. <laughs> um like Roughly 40% of Billy Joel songs, there's a part of Angry Young Man's prelude that sounds like a theme song to a sitcom. Mm -hmm. It's pretty wild uh, what sitcom theme writers were up to in the 80s. Yeah, it's another one of those things that it clearly is not Billy Joel's fault, but everyone went, hey, that's a great, what if we just make that our fucking TV theme song? So this is a song about how life doesn't care about your politics and it's okay to just give up. And maybe it's wisest to just give up. Mm. And that doesn't sit real well right here at 2020. <laughs> no, not currently. Like, it's not a good song for the time, I think. Even from the guy whose who's plan is to lay in the street? <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not my plan of action for politics. Oh, okay, okay. That's my plan of action for an apocalypse. For when, the, for when politics blows it and we're in the apocalypse? That's right. Yeah. For after politics has failed. Yeah. Um, I guess I got some thinking to do. Go <laughs> That's right. Hey, maybe look in the mirror. Also, uh, put this, put a picture of Liberty DeVito behind you when you look in the mirror, so you can. Yeah, Liberty he, DeVito. I knew he had a weird name, but I kept thinking of him as Liberty DeVille. And as always, <laughs> I was not going to look it up. No, not worth it. Um, the uh, angry young man's going to lose. It's going out this week um but it does have another fun synth break so i do want to play that on the way out Hey, that's is that the same synth he uses in All for Lena? Uh, <laughs> hey, let's please try not to anticipate what other clips I may have picked this week. 
<laughs> That's extremely rude. I know you're not in my notes the way I'm in yours, but I don't like this escalation. Joke's on you. When you get into my notes, I get into yours. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. It's a backdoor. That's right. It's a fucking backdoor like that guy from Chronoworks used. What's the Chronoworks guy's name? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, Ed, Microsoft. Ed Bagley Jr., but I don't remember the character's name. Mr. Microsoft, I think was his name. <clears throat> He did use a backdoor. God, that sucked. <laughs> and then he hacked their whole shit in five seconds. <laughs> he and he had their so whole, bad. He had all their information and control over all their systems. And it was like, damn, the 90s were fucking fly, dude. Fucking granola eating <laughs> hippie turned out to be a real competent computer scientist, huh? <laughs> uh, all right, should we flip over to my side? Yeah, let's have it. All right, we had scenes from an Italian restaurant versus worst comes to worst. Um,. It's scenes, again, it's, again, this is the one that whatever list we looked up had as number one. And I keep saying, if it was just the one song, just the bookend song, this would be a really good song. But it's got three songs in it. <laughs> and two of the three songs are not good songs. They're like um, Elton John meets Meatloaf. And um, last week I played the second song. And this week I'm going to play the third song, just so you have an understanding of what this whole fucking thing sounds like. But... If they just, uh, if he just stuck to the, the good bookend song, this would be a really good song. Under an idiot had it already by the summer of 75. From the height of the low to the end of the show for the rest of their lives. Couldn't go back to the greasers. The best they could do was pick up their pieces. We always knew they would both find a way. back into the main part <clears throat> worst comes to worst just doesn't move the needle again it's we talked about it last week just like he said um, play some reggae and then someone played it and he said no not that though that's not what i meant play something <laughs> <Right>. else <laughs> that's that's worst comes to worst it doesn't do anything cool at any point so <clears throat> because i still like the beginning and ending of um scenes from an italian restaurant it moves on again We'll see how far that can carry it. A yeah. song with a crippled middle section. How very long, too, because those middle two songs take up like three and a half minutes or something. Um, then we had Zanzibar versus She's Right on Time. She's Right on Time is the one that I think sounds like Manfred Mann. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it also has some of that Final Fantasy VII music in it. Uh, and a Zanzibar, of course, is the one that I think sounds like a chorus line meets, um, oh, it's got a good rock chorus, but then it's got some insane jazzy bits I'll play later. Um, Zanzibar's the winner here. It's much more interesting, even though he's such a piece of crap. <laughs> I just, I hate, I hate when I accidentally <laughs> hear his lyrics and understand what they are. <laughs> and I couldn't help it because he has a whole verse that's just a tired fucking baseball metaphor that he just beats into the ground during this verse. And um, it's, 
it is honestly it is way too much work for the for describing the possibility of touching a boob <laughs> it's just so much free starts off by comparing pete rose to the yankees and how the yankees get all the press even though pete rose is so great obviously saying i'm the underappreciated great pete rose and then he's like well i was talking about baseball so i better keep talking about it and makes a bad second base reference about touching is a there- boob You've done a more thorough survey of Billy Joel's music than I have. Mm. I've only listened to my half of the bracket and sure. the song that you picked to be the eventual winner mm-hmm. of yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a period in his oeuvre where the love songs switch from <clears throat> very immature teenage <laughs> themes to adult themes? Or does it go directly to... Why is my why is my wife stay with me? I suck and <laughs> and here's a lullaby dear, for my daughter. dear daughter. <laughs> yep. Dear daughter, the love that I have for you will live forever in song. No, as far as I can like, tell, it was a switch that was flipped. It goes straight okay. from fucking desperate <laughs> loner to uh, yeah, I, I'm such a piece of crap, um, but I love my daughter very much or whatever. Like his his music is extremely immature. Like we we talked about all for Lena already. Mm-hmm. Um, Roberta went out early on my side. This is the, about a guy who's desperately in love with a prostitute. <laughs> yep. It's just like... Zanzibar literally is all about how he, there's a waitress at Zanzibar where he has a tab. And yeah. um, how he and swears also, one of these days he's going to get some. He doesn't know don't, when. Don't forget that he's got his old man's car. And a jazz guitar, of course. And a jazz guitar. <laughs> well, he, listen, he can't... In every song, he has to remind you that he is a musician. That's right. It's a, on a check. He's got a Rivers Cuomo style checklist that he uses, and musician is always bolded at the top. So yeah, I mean, like I'm leading with all the bad stuff. I really like that chorus. I don't care about the, the chorus lyrics. to Zanzibar. The lyrics are very stupid, but it's a cool rocking chorus. But then the rest of the song is so buck wild. Um, Listen, often with Billy Joel the chord progressions are quite good mm-hmm. and they have surprising chords and you like the chord changes and everything else about the song is a uh, wet garbage. That's right. Exactly. I, he should just, um, he should just take those cool ideas with chord changes and then again, give those to Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> ah, <laughs> just give them up. <laughs> he just turn his spreadsheet over to Rivers. Yes. And he could just find a way at some kind of AI program or, Sure. Uh, well, just hire an engineer. Markov chain keyboard in order to combine them together. I'm pretty know. sure I saw there was a posting the other day for a a, a contract engineer who was going to come <laughs> in and <laughs> integrate these spreadsheets. He just, uh, he needed to, I think Billy Joel needed to be part of a Holland Dozier Holland. Oh, yeah. With somebody who could write some goddamn lyrics. Maybe, Jesus, I anybody. think they were done by that point. By the time Billy Joel came along, maybe he should have hooked up with the Hollands Somebody. or Lamont Dozier. I think they probably hated each other. So, <laughs> I mean, you, I definitely get the feeling that they didn't like each other very much because I one time I heard I was fucking at the movie theater or something and I heard over the speakers, um, I hear a symphony by Lamont Dozier, and I went, <laughs> oh, there's no way the, he got permission from the Hollands for that. He's doing his no own way. fucking thing, <laughs> and they're just gonna have to hear about it secondhand, probably in a theater. Probably in a theater like I was. Probably in well, my did you, theater. Did, did you hear an old man in the back go, what? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I'll play that baseball verse. Lamont Dozier, I will kill you. <laughs> 
I'll play the baseball first because it is crazy. It's crazy how hard he sticks to this metaphor. Rosie knows he's such a credit to the game. The first half of that verse has no connection to the second half. The first part here's is some not things at all. about baseball. Yeah, well, <laughs> only in that he is saying he is Pete Rose, and the Yankees grab the headlines every time. He's just trying to get to second base. You know, sure, yeah. He's got to put that thing about melodrama in black and white in the middle of that because <laughs> yes. he's got to figure out how to make this fucking thing rhyme. <laughs> right. Well, the problem is the verse goes off into a pre-chorus and then back into the verse. So then he's like. <laughs> It's like, oh, God, how am I going to keep this fucking broken-ass metaphor going? Uh, You advanced. Yeah, Zan's uh, Wait, did you already talk about She's Right on Time? She's Right on Time is nothing. It's, again, it's it's Manfred Mann. You, everyone knows Manfred Mann, right? Everyone knows well, we know they're Earth Band, for sure. Everyone, uh, is that Blinded by the Light? Everyone knows Blinded by the Light, which, of course, is a Bruce Springsteen song. Is a Bruce Springsteen song? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Sorry, Manfred Man, you didn't. You well, didn't do it. I think the f- the famous thing about Blinded by the Light is that everybody doesn't know it <laughs> Cause the, because the he slurs the words so bad. Because they go, oh, "Blinded by the Light, <laughs> like a douche, <laughs> another runner in the night." It's like, wait, well, okay, I got it at that point. But and the Manfred Man version sounds like douche every time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait, what did he do with the douche? Uh, again, I've, I might have told the story before. After our stupid college radio show, my sports talk radio show that had the super prime time slot of twelve to twelve p twelve a.m. to three a.m. The show that would, I guess, it was before us. It was a show that preceded us. Would end every time with "Blinded by the Light" by Manfred Mann. <laughs> so we'd always start our show while that was playing, and we were like, "Why would they choose this? Why is this the end of their show? It doesn't make any sense." Is it thematic? What's the name of that it, show? Like, wasn't I don't remember the name anymore, but we couldn't find the connection. And then, of course, one time we forgot to turn it off, and it ran under our show the entire time. So, <laughs> it's just us oh, playing, talking over Manfred Man. <laughs> College radio. Ah. <sighs> Are you, um, how do you feel about the fact that there's probably no tape of that show? It makes me a little, okay, well, I'm of two minds, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say it, makes it must me have a been hundreds of hours, right? It was so many hours. Again, it was at least three. No one was like really after us. We would flip it onto like whatever automated playlist or whatever after that. So we sometimes went very long. We would sometimes go to like four or four thirty because who cares? <laughs> um, so part of me is upset because there probably was some funny stuff in there, but part of me is also very glad because that was in the aughts, and like right. who knows what we thought was an appropriate thing to joke about. 
Could have been anything. The show was called The Sports Orgy. It could have been anything. Yeah, there probably wasn't. The great thing is, it ran between 12 and 3 to 5 a.m. You don't remember what was in it. Oh, and it's not like I changed my sleep schedule up to make it work either. I was just fucking out of my mind by uh, 3 a.m. So, yeah. Uh, Back on my side of the bracket, we have Don't Ask Me Why versus I Go to Extremes. Hmm. At this point, I'm irritated by the fact that I can't tell you what Don't Ask Me Why is about. <laughs> well, what the fuck? Uh, you, go, no, please. She, well, she, um, she, she, um, she, well, she, she dresses all fancy, but he's not fooled. You know, she's, well, I mean, it's something like that, She's no that, stranger to right? the streets. Look, I honestly In that don't verse, know. Yes. In that verse, that is correct. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, all I know is the last time he says, don't ask me why. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah, that is what I'm going to ask. What the fuck does don't ask for favors, don't talk to strangers, don't ask me why mean? <laughs> it's, there's a little bit of, you're right, there's a little bit of, like, you're pretty high up now, but you came from down below. Yeah, and I guess but like, that's where I am. He's always like that. He's always like, I'm from the uh, wrong side well, of town. Yeah, he, he spends a lot of time positioning himself there, for sure. So, like, but you're like, not better than what, me. Is he angry again? Is he angry about a lady? I don't, I don't this know. Is, this is what I'm fundamentally asking. Like, what is the message? Uh, I'm living in shame doesn't confuse me. I know what that song's about. <laughs> yep. Tenement slum. Also, <laughs> I don't have to ask if that would sweep this bracket. Dude, that's hot. If I'm talking about HDH, that's hot, 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 hot fire right there. Everybody go listen to I'm living in shame. Is there another uh, fucking group of songwriters or songwriter that could have the backup singers just say Tenement Slum over and over well, again? And well, I think Jackie Wilson, it. I think we could all agree Jackie Wilson would have had them sing it. Yeah, but it wouldn't have sounded And as that good. it would not have worked. He had like the worst backup singers on purpose, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, is there any other, uh, is there any other songwriting team that could have started a verse came a telegram? <laughs> Mama passed away while making homemade jam. Yeah. That's a tough song. That one is tough. That's a hard listen for mama, sure. Mama! Mama! Mama, can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a good fucking song. I'm getting so uh, many so good ideas for Alpha's another bracket. Be. We should definitely think yeah. of another bracket. It's <laughs> perfect. We don't. We just don't have an endless stream of projects we'll never get to. And we did talk offline about how we never need to do any more projects again, but <laughs> I definitely just have like six good ideas from today. Yeah, we cannot stop doing them for sure. Yeah. Uh, Rock and Alpha is going to win this one again. Okay. I don't know what the message is either. In I go to extremes. No one knows why this guy goes to extremes, or even really what that means. But it doesn't feel like it's a code that I have to figure out, unlike the other one, and it has a solid bridge and uh, piano outro. I think this is. I don't know if this is the first time. It might be the first time I disagree. I, I would still take Don't Ask Me Why. This is where you would have taken Don't Ask Me Why because of the weird somber rhythm. Yes. Or, uh, and particularly because I try not to care about the lyrics. So, And you just like the part of the middle where it goes... I enjoy that he's very much in a Paul McCartney zone in this one. So, <laughs> Probably making well, that dumb Paul McCartney face the whole time. Well, in your version of the bracket, or in one where we had to do both of them, this would have gone to Ryan, but thankfully we don't That's have right. to do that. Um, and then the last match of round three for me is Moving Out versus It's Still Rock and Roll. Right. Um, hey, just if, the next time you listen to Moving Out, listen to the slow, and I'll play clips, so uh, wait. No, I don't have a clip of Moving Out on my board, okay. so I won't play clips. Don't but play the it. next time you listen to it, 
listen to the slow, deliberate drumming in the chorus. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it. Uh, Liberty DeVito definitely child predator play, plays every single note. It's, oh, for sure, child predator, one hundred percent. Also, looks like he stinks. I am yes. sorry. Yeah, and all those fucking music videos where they're like, "Ooh, it's a stinky room full of guys." You're like, "That guy's the stinkiest." I see him back there. I know who stinks. Stink. I know lines. where that stinks coming from. Unbelievable. It's coming from Billy Joel's jeans and that guy. <laughs> um. Hey. Why is it that I feel like if I was grading this short story that he has written here, I would cross out every single name and leave a note in the margin like Mama Leone, try again, or Mr. Cacciatore's <laughs> immersion Mr. Cacciatore's breaking. down on Sullivan Street. Uh-huh. And he's, the, uh, by the way, he spits out every single line like he's just so much better than whoever he's singing about, including oh, yeah. lines like Mr. Cacciatore's down on Sullivan Street, across from the medical center. <laughs> yeah, like why do you have so much attitude about? Are you this? mad at the that the fact that there's a medical center, are you or mad that there's about... a restaurant across from it? I mean, people people who have relatives in the hospital need to eat. Yeah, what's up with the? Why does the location of Mister Cacciatore's bother you so much? That kept that. Uh, what's the name of that twenty four hour drive in on the corner of Bascom and uh, Moore Park? <clears throat> you know that diner? That's shit. Yeah, but it's been a long time since I did anything at Bascom and anywhere. Anyway, that's just, you know, right across from the medical center. Right. And, uh, so it's full of full of very depressed people when you go in the middle of the night. Um, also, are there dumb car sound effects like this in Dead Man's Curve, or did my brain invent those? Oh, no, I think they are, but they aren't over the song. <laughs> I think it's in the, it's middle, in the right? intro or the middle or something where, <laughs> like, you're that's the part of the story where the dude beefs it or whatever. Uh, but... And then after that, he goes, the next thing I remember, Doc, I started to swerve. <laughs> Won't come back from Dead Man's Curve. That's another song. Anyway, we throw you into know the Billy Joel listened to Dead Man's Curve four or five hundred times, probably. I just and we talk about it every time. Baffling decision. Just like he <laughs> made the whole coda, and then went, I don't like this at all. Let's just play some cool car sounds over it. That way, people will know I'm moving out. <laughs> I'm getting out of town. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking rip ass out of town too. <laughs> they can hear me fucking. So everyone knows how much anger I have about this whole situation. Let me rev the engine and fucking peel out because I don't fucking like these guys who are working so hard instead of being an artist like me and Pete Rose. <laughs> Pete Rose was kind of a baseball <laughs> artist, right? Charlie Hustle. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, he had an artsy haircut. <laughs> yeah, he's sort of the um, Wesley Willis, maybe of. <laughs> What do you say? I don't really understand the analogy, but I am I support it a hundred percent. I'm just trying to think of who I would, in baseball, who in music he could be of baseball. Um That's a t- that's tough. There's nobody like old Charlie Hustle. We'll circle back on it if we ever think he's, of one. He's um, one of one. Every time I listen to it, it's still rock and roll to me. I kind of get a different feeling as to what it's about. But I'm back around this time to uh, all the people care about is fashion. Mm. But if you listen to the music, like I'm just as hip as Blondie. But it's like he's not, though. <laughs> nope. This song particularly sounds like Billy Joel farted on a plate reverb and then used aggressive eye contact until everyone in the band agreed it was a surefire hit. I would, God, I would love so much for him to listen to this podcast. <laughs> it would bring me so much joy. <laughs> if he heard that last comment 
when he finally like if I had had him silently on the pod, is that the moment he unmutes himself? Is that the moment? Oh, come on. He goes, "All right, seriously though." Farted on a I'm a real person. I'm cool. Uh here's the nasty sax break from Still Rock and Roll to me, which is exiting this round. Okay. That was nasty. Uh, the winner is moving out. Okay, Anthony's song. Uh, my final matchup was She's Always a Woman, which is a slow ballad about how even though this lady is absolutely the fucking worst, she's she's still a woman. Damn. Seriously, he has nothing complimentary to say in that whole song. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then it's The Stranger, which I always say is the fifth best song on The Stranger. Um, but The Stranger is just weirder. It's it's weird enough to advance. Uh, it's got a, kind of an interesting chorus, which I've played previously. But um, So The Stranger moves on to face Zanzibar in the next round. Should I uh, swing around and do yeah, my... Yeah, why don't you go ahead and start round four. So it was pressure versus scenes from an Italian restaurant. As weird as pressure is, he's just biting too many people. Um, the good part of scenes from an Italian restaurant is, um, good enough to get it the win here. And I can't think of anyone he's particularly biting with it. So that's like a, a fucking bonus. Um, <laughs> again, if he just got rid of the middle part, it'd be a really good song. So it's going to be uh scenes from an Italian restaurant moving on. Oh, listen, I mean, that means this, this song has made it to round five of set six. Seven? Six? Must, must be... I don't know how many it, are in a bracket. It's made through to five of six, maybe? Made two it to, to the sixth is 32, right? It made it to the final four. Let's just say that. No, two to the fifth is 32. Yeah, anyway, yeah. It, so it's made it a long way through on uh, with a with a real crippling long middle section. So it's, you must really like the rapper. I do like the rapper, and also a lot of Billy Joel is not very good. <laughs> so it is comparative. Uh, your comment made me, for some reason, when you said that The Stranger is the fifth best song on The Stranger, the own, the first record I could think of that was named after a song on the record was Big Lizard in My Backyard. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, read the track listing to Big Lizard in My Backyard, and I want you to tell me which songs that I name are better than Big Lizard in My Backyard. Okay, I can do that. Which ain't, ain't that bad a song, frankly. Not for them. They've made worse. <laughs> Tiny Town. Yeah, Tiny Town's better. Beach Song. No. Plum Dumb. I don't think so. Swordfish. No. VFW, Veterans of a Fucked Up World. No. Rastabilly. No. Serrated Edge. No. Lucky. No. Gorilla Girl. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bitch and Camaro. No. Filet of Soul. Hmm. No. This one's a, a maybe for me. Yeah, I was also, I was close, but I'm going to say no. Spit Sink. No. Violet School. Yes. <laughs> Taking ours to the zoo. I mean, boy, that's a tough one. I'm going to say no. Uh, junkie. No. Right Wing Pigeons. 
the, no. this isn't the fillet of soul zone for you, huh? Yeah, it's no though. <laughs> okay, Dean's dream. Yes. Laundromat song. Yes. Nutrition. Yeah. And then the instrumental to Gina. So I think I have it sixth on the on the record. I yeah, think- you have it sixth, and frankly, I don't disagree. I think sixth is about right. But there's way more songs on Big Lizard than there are on uh, Still, it is insulting to say that the title track. Sixth best song on the record. <laughs> and it's uh, very distressing that I could not think immediately another of another track. record named after a track on the record. There's, uh, It's got to be half the records in my collection, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on my side of the bracket, we are back uh, back at the top with All for Lena versus Inamorado. Uh, what haven't I said about All for Lena yet? Uh, I like there's a I like phaser he, on the drums. I like how he fucking drops the beat when he when his dad, when his old man says <laughs> his dad, stop. His old man says stop. <laughs> yeah, well, again, get the fuck out of my notes. Um, there's a so, there's a phaser on the drums. That's fun. I don't think the piano is fully in tune. Okay. Um, the bridge is so badly engineered that I can't make out the key, so I definitely would not be able to ever sing this song. Oh, because as soon as the bridge starts, I lose my sense of what the key the song. His weird, the song desperate, losing my friends. Uh, yeah, failing in school, whatever. And then the last thing I wrote, Matt, was that I'm not, I'm not uh, sure it's as fun as Billy Joel thinks it is to have everything drop out when his old man says, "Stop <laughs> wasting your time." It's very dramatic, but, though. Uh, I would like to hear it cut with him saying stop, and then after it drops out, the next thing you hear is, did you think about your bills, your ex, your deadlines, or when you think you're going to die? Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Yeah. I thought you were just going to say hammer time, and I was going to say that's fine. Well, hammer time also would be a very good choice. (laughs) Uh, This is the end of the road for the classical music piece, I'm afraid. Oh. I know it would have been cute for me to make it my pick in the bracket, but it it would have been it wouldn't have been you know honest. Yeah, so. I mean, if Ryan's listening to this, he fucking better be because this was his idea. Um, my original idea was when we, he accidentally had a dupe on both sides of the bracket <laughs> was to have those dupes <laughs> meet each other, Frank, <laughs> to just have the dupes meet in the final and go. All right, it's up to you, Ryan. A matter of trust was that the thing that could have been, yeah. Uh, up against each other on both sides, yeah, <laughs> and then just good, then uh, throw it to Ryan because we couldn't decide. Would have been good. Nothing. I mean, nothing is as good as me telling you, man. You've got to watch this video from this song on my side of the bracket, <laughs> where it's like it. all the neighbors are coming out and they're all playing down in this like below ground place, and they throw up in the windows, and all the neighbors are coming <laughs> out to like see what the music seconds. is, and half of them don't like it, <laughs> and it's and then, <laughs> like, you're like, wait a minute, yeah, for five seconds while you're describing, it, I was like, I cannot believe this guy made two videos like this, <laughs> and then. And when you said half of them didn't like it, I went, oh, that's the video I saw. It's the same video. <laughs> I, this has got to be the same one. Then we I was like, this fucking short skirt, long jacket did it better. Mm-hmm. But uh... then we discovered that there were there was a dupe. There was a whoopsie. <laughs> there were, and then when we checked, there might have been another whoopsie. Yeah. Yeah. You had River of Dreams twice on yeah. your side. Um, yeah. The winner from from this matchup is all for Lena. And we have um, I go to extremes up against moving out to close out round four for mm. me um not many songwriters i would say would start a song with call me a joker call me a fool right at this moment i'm totally cool <sighs> that's painful that's a tough one huh Woof. 
it's tough to get your head around. Hey, I didn't like this song before, and I fucking hate it now. Um, I look forward to the version of this song recorded by the super group of Joel Hornsby and Henley. <laughs> and until then, I am done with it. So uh, let's uh, let's see. I go to extremes out with the bridge. <laughs> Um, it, uh, it does not stand scrutiny to listen to the lyrics. He does say either I'm wrong or I'm perfectly right every time, which is wild. It's a wild sentiment. Also, sometimes I lie awake night after night coming <laughs> apart at the seams. Yeah, he has streaks. Sometimes it's a weird choice there. <laughs> sometimes he has streaks of nights where he lies awake. Uh, obviously moving out is going on. What's left to say uh, do you think the bar at Mr. Cacciatore's is for patrons waiting for their tables, or is it full of doctors who don't want to go to an actual bar? Oh, yeah, right across the street. That's easy. That's yeah. fucking easy. Yeah. Because um, we know that Sergeant O'Leary becomes a bartender at Mr. Cacciatore's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, that's because he's trading in his Chevy for a Cadillac. Oh, by the way. At least he can polish the fender. That's what I was going to say. If he can't drive with a broken back, at least he can polish <laughs> yeah, the fender. Fucking sucker. Be, what a dipshit. Be cool. Like I'm Anthony. getting out of this fucking town. Like Anthony. <laughs> A.K.A. Sonny. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Well, hey, uh, what I was going to say in the very beginning was I don't, ha- I don't like either any of the songs on my side of the bracket as much as these final two on yours. <laughs> so you had the at least the best two. Uh yeah, maybe. Um all right, so I had scenes from an Italian restaurant. We've heard all the bits of it. Um versus Zanzibar. Zanzibar is going to get the win here. It's more rocking. It's got less of a fucking drag in the middle or whatever, but I am going to play. No, you know, I'll play it. I'll play it in well, you know, now we know it's in the final. It's Zanzibar versus moving out, right? Uh, no. Oh, because I haven't done. You haven't my done match? your side. Oh, sorry, I'm yeah. looking at the bracket wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, the answer is yes. Fucking <laughs> spoiled the bracket. Um, yeah. Well, okay, then we'll play it in the final. It's uh, Zanzibar for me, though. I do have one more clip to play later. Yeah, well, uh, let's just get into it then. So uh, for me, it is uh, it is all for Lena versus moving out is my semifinal round. Um, here's the here's the ultimate problem with all for Lena. This is a song about a dude who had a one night stand, and now his whole thing is about it. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like all they did is go to a, a crappy beach where he almost died. Unless that's a metaphor, dude. I but think then what is it a metaphor for? I think it's a metaphor that she didn't Here's tell him that there were rocks uh, just off the shore uh, under, under the waves. Under the waves, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were watching the tide go in and out. She 
she didn't tell him there were rocks under the waves and he wishes this um undertow would just stop <laughs> yep just like his old man said to do uh yeah that's two verses later but yes <laughs> yeah dude he, um, she, he fingered her on the beach or whatever and she should have been fucking um honest she should have been a lot more grateful for one thing she should have been grateful about for it. sure but she should have been honest and told him that wasn't gonna go anywhere that's what the rocks under the waves are yeah bro his and now he got dragged along the rocks when he was fingering that chick on the beach or whatever. And that leaves him uh, lying in the, the sand barely alive? <laughs> he's not. That's blue balls for him, huh? He's not really um as cool as he says he is in some of his songs. Wishing the undertow would stop, huh? Uh, like Ooh. you said, it would be cool if he was an earnest teenager, but he must have been like 30, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, since this is where All for Lane is going out, let's have that synth break. Straight into fucking I just died in your arms tonight. Oh, and more of that real deliberate drumming too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Make every hit count. Uh as far as moving out goes, um the town of Hackensack for me exists in this song and in the song Hackensack by Fountains of Wayne. <laughs> and they both make it seem like a place that sucks. So <laughs> that, well, now, you know, it's confirmed. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a lovely town. Maybe our listener from New Jersey is in Hackensack. Oh my God. Is it Billy Joel? Holy shit. We do have a New Jersey listener. <laughs> he, there's no way he lives there anymore. Right? No way. Right. He'd live in New York or nothing, right? After all this big fucking talk about how good New York is. Where does Billy Joel live? This is good. <laughs> the internet's so scary, I might just spit out his address. Ah, uh, Palm Beach County. He lives in Florida now. Fuck this guy. Just like in that song, Miami 2017. Now I know all about Billy Joel and his songs. Thanks, Ryan. Although, his Long Island home was burglarized this year. Okay. And that thing about him selling his Palm Beach County mansion was in 2018, so... Oh, maybe he went back to Long Island. It's not NYC, but it's close. Hey, maybe his home was burgled by the Lemon Twigs. I would really... I'd love to think that that was what happened. His 14.6-acre Oyster Bay estate. (laughs) I'd love to think the Lemon Twigs, the indie band the Lemon Twigs from the high school that he went to, decided it would be a cool way to get press, but then no one caught them and no one found out it was them. No one figured out it was them. And they're just like, well, now I think we'll just go to jail, and I kind of don't want to. (laughs) They went around town in ski masks and shit that night after they'd burgled the place and no one made the connection. And now they're just like, what are we going to do with all these fucking Grammys that we stole from fucking Billy Joel's house? Yeah. Well, you spoiled it because the last thing I had written was you ought to know by now that this is the winner of my half of the bracket. Okay. Well, I apologize. So, I'm not good at the reading. Match, the final match we've got is Zanzibar versus Moving Out. Mm. Um, let's talk about Zanzibar here uh, because I listened to it for the first time after you told me it was the winner. Sure. So. Other than the weird clips that I'd played. Uh, yeah. I instinctively but severely frowned at the waitress always serves a secret smile <laughs> like i knew what i was in for right there yeah tortured baseball metaphor about trying to touch a boo <laughs> um 
<laughs> the jazz trumpet isn't bad. Oh, good. Okay. Obviously, this one made it into Uematsu's selects, but <laughs> this isn't the best Billy Joel song. No, and actually, it's funny you mentioned the uh, the jazz parts because I was going to say when I thought we'd moved on to the final, there's one thing that that definitely means it can't be the winner, and it is the <laughs> fact that it goes jazz crazy. It's a little bit of it, yeah. I mean, I'll just play it. Well, he thought of the line, I have a jazz guitar, and then at that point he was kind of pot committed. Jazz! (laughs) Why we listen to this? This is just in the middle of the song. Now, uh, the album cover for this record shows him holding a trumpet, but that's not him playing the trumpet. No, hell no. Just in case you were fooled by that. It ain't (laughs) him. No. I was just, look, you know, like Harry Mudd. I'm a jazzy fellow. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But uh, I was like kind of rocking to the song, and I was like, all right, right, I can kind of get into this. This It's a cool chorus. All right, I'm going, I'm going. And then it just fucking stops. And then it goes, and then the fucking horn kicks in. It's like, oh, okay, we're doing, we're just doing a full-on fucking jazz break, and then it jazz outros too. Listen, I mean, you you joke, but I do like the idea that in your mid thirties, you're discovering that you might like jazz. (laughs) That you might just like it. You know, I don't because when it comes on the radio, it makes me frown and punch the radio. And then Marjan says, I haven't listened to enough jazz. And then I almost crashed the car. With <laughs> it would have rage. helped if you had remembered Harrison the Owl. I think that would have. If I hadn't been the one who had to tell you about him, I did uh, forget his name. But I uh, that would have really made your case. I think a lot better. I almost shit myself when she said that. There's like nothing has ever been so triggering as that. I fucking lost it. I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Um. <sighs> so anyway, to me, once I heard that. And I was like, well, this can't, it's not a winner. Like, you can't win like this. It's not how it's done. <laughs> and I, yes, I would pick All for Lena over it. I'd definitely pick Moving Out. And I'd pick two or three songs that weren't in this bracket over uh, over Zanzibar. But my side of the bracket, it had, like, a number of decent songs, but it didn't have a lot of the heavyweights. So, Well, we have declared Moving Out Anthony's song the winner. I think given the way this bracket works, there's uh, there's really no point in trying to come up with a third place no like a bronze medal although it seems like you would have picked all for lena over scenes from an italian restaurant and so would i so i, I guess it yeah wouldn't hurt any to declare it the bronze medal winner, we just did for it. the fact that yeah all right it's there it the is bronze. all for lena gets bronze yeah well that one i mean we did it it couldn't it could have been more painful but at least we knocked everything out tonight we finished yeah. it i agree um, since you have listened to more of the bracket, are there any honorable mentions? Is there anything you would like to have seen in the bracket or that you think would have done well that didn't make the initial cut? Uh, that he didn't include at all? Yeah. Uh, I like, um, sleeping with the television on. I think that's a pretty cool one. Um, uh, get it, uh, get it right the first time. That's a good one. 
Um, trying to think what else didn't make the bracket. Those would be my two, like off the top of my head, where I was like, I jammed those. I'd pick those over most of the songs on this bracket for sure. But honestly, my favorite song by Billy Joel might be "Moving Out." Well, so I mean, there you go. Yeah, I I think it's pro- it's probably it's I think it's definitely the catchiest. I don't know if it's absolutely my favorite of these, but I, none of these really clicked with me in a way that I found surprising. Like. Uh, you should um you should check out Sleeping with the Television on. I think that's probably my the the one out of all the Billy Joel songs that's that is in competition for number one for me. But I didn't I don't have a clip for it or anything. Cause really we didn't. We did so much. We really did, but it's over. We did it. Yeah. Is it just over? I think it's just over now. Hey, I really hope and Ryan listened to these. I don't know if he's given any feedback on this bracket, so uh, he did. He gave some odd feedback about one of the songs where he said he didn't like it either, but it's like he made oh, the bracket. Yeah, and he talked about how it was hard to get down to 32 or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 64. He didn't get down to 32. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember my initial reaction when I was like, 32 so many. And then I, two hours <laughs> later, I moused over and went, no! Moused over and like, God, no! Marjan will uh, attest. I literally <laughs> fell out of my chair. I was so disgusted. <laughs> But again, um, look, again, I think it's a good project. You did not enjoy it anywhere near as much as me. I'm always No, you I'm you got always a lot more down than I did for sure. I'm yeah. down all the time to listen to some music I haven't heard before in case it's good. Like I don't expect it to be. I always have low expectations, but like maybe there'll be something in there for me. And there are a few songs that I would playlist, so it's it's worth it for me. Listen, I mean, I definitely learned something about myself listening to this. Uh I came in with a bad attitude for sure. <laughs> yep. And about halfway through, I didn't like what that was doing to me. You didn't like And yourself. so I tried to change my criticisms to be about the music and not so much about his raging narcissism. Sure. Which is a Too fair mixed criticism. success. Look, if he didn't write about it in every song, you wouldn't, then it would be an unfair criticism. But he Yeah, puts that it wasn't the thing that I thought about Billy Joel going in. That was a pattern I picked up from the songs. Yeah, for sure. he puts it in the lyrics. That's not, I mean, that's nobody else's fault. He really yeah, is but like it's, the most in his own mind, the most underappreciated genius. So I just, I just didn't do what the temple of my glasses says to do with it. So I, I felt bad about myself about halfway through. Well, that's all right. You know, self-improvement therapy. That's really what this is about. I'm going to start tagging this podcast as therapy from now on. (laughs) It was a little bit of therapy. You imagine the ambush by someone who's looking for a little bit of therapy. (laughs) They get in here and they go like, Oh yeah. In episode 201, (laughs) they kind of decided to lean into it. (laughs) I only had to Sorry, get 202, right? I only Must had to get through many hundreds of hours before we got to the real good <laughs> therapy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh we've done enough that we could end here, but I prepped a little quiz for you. Yeah, let's do um, it. And it continues the theme of uh of therapy, but let's get into it after I play this. Yeah. Quiz time for Ryan and no one else. Torture for Judah and Matt. Been a while since we heard that one. Yeah. Uh, this is 20 questions. Oh. The theme is childhood trauma. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? Matthew, this song that was in constant rotation in our household got stuck in my head. Mm. And I realized it makes no sense. And that made me angry for a whole afternoon. So the song itself makes no sense. 
That is correct. And it's a song we heard a shit ton growing up. Yes, yeah. Uh, It concerns a man who fails to follow directions and runs afoul of the law. Hmm. I will give you 20 fantastic quiz points if that's enough for you to guess it. Otherwise, you may ask me yes or no questions, and I will deduct a quiz point until you get it right. You're going to love having these quiz points. (laughs) (laughs) What am I going to get to trade them in for later? Uh, At 100, you get to get a neat certificate, maybe hand-lettered. All right. Uh, all right, well, let's just jump into it then. 20 questions. Um, is... So do you have an initial guess? Oh, um, homo truck driving man. Ah. <laughs> Does he run afoul of the law? I couldn't... It could re- be. I couldn't remember. It could be. I thought it was possible. <laughs> <laughs> so no, uh, I don't remember <clears throat> any of the words to homo truck driving man. Except for he's a... Homo oh, truck driver, driver man. man. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Good job, Dad. You crushed it. Oh, no. I remember some words now, and I wish I hadn't. <laughs> Probably not repeatable. Don't repeat them. I won't. <laughs> no one looked this up. This is from some novelty radio station. My dad taped it off the radio in the late 80s or early 90s, and he fucking loved it. Thought it was great. That is just in his fucking sweet spot. You that South Park he had, humor. He had another one about a lesbian alien from Venus that oh. visits that he also really liked. I do. Yeah, I remember that now. Okay. Ugh. All right, so it wasn't that, though. Nah. Okay. Now can I play my 20 questions? Let's do it. <clears throat> Is the singer a man? Yes. Okay. Is the genre rock and roll? Would you consider it, I guess? Yes. Is it a solo artist or a band? It's not a yes or no question. Sorry, is it a solo artist? No. Is the band British? If you know that. If I wonder if it's obscure enough that it's hard to tell. Okay. The answer is no. No, okay. Hmm. Huh. Well, now that I'm thinking about that truck driver, man, does the song title <laughs> uh, include a profession? Why did you have to I'm think writing about down it? your questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not thinking about it. I'm just, uh, I just want to keep track of this great quiz. Okay. Um, I've asked five, right? You have asked five. So not very helpful so far. I mean, I guess it's sort You're of You're now eligible to win 15 fantastic. Well, you've already, don't have a guess. So. I know it's a non-British rock band with a man singer. Yep. <clears throat> and that the song does not include a profession. Um... Is this song from the 1970s? No. Is a song from the 1980s? No. Is a song from the 1960s? Yes. Okay. 
is the band American? Yes. Okay. American band from the sixties. With a song about a, someone who falls afoul of the law or whatever. Um. Hmm. Is it? Fuck. This is tricky. I'm not even sure how to further refine it. Aside you really haven't asked any questions about the content of the song. Yeah, but I mean... Is... Uh, it, it, without knowing the song, that, that's the problem. Is like if I knew what questions to ask about the lyrics of the song, I might have an idea of what it is. But I, I don't even know where to go with that. Um, uh, is it a? There's no way it would be. Is it a bird's song? No, you've asked uh, ten at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go ahead and help you a little bit. Uh, this song is enough of a standard that it's been recorded by multiple bands, and I'm trying to answer all of your questions as honestly as I can. <laughs> okay. Because of that. Right. Because, in fact, we would have heard it by multiple bands. Ah, okay. But, okay, well, this is subjective, though. So, like, because well, then I'd want to know, is this the, the definitive version or whatever that we're talking about? But I guess that's subjective. Yeah. Um, if all right, I'll give you this clue because you're already ten in. Yeah. If I think that the definitive version, you might then want to think about British bands instead of American ones. Uh-huh. Although the original version and another version we definitely would have heard were by American bands. Okay. Um. Uh, there's also i'll also give you for free that there's a little bit of a question about the decade 60s is the best answer but it's possible that the very first recursion version was from like 59 oh okay damn so it's in that zone what is that some fucking rockabilly nonsense dang um hey is uh hey is this some rockabilly nonsense (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, I'm sure at least one rockabilly band has done a cover of it. Um, does the uh, is it like is there lyrics in first person? Is like is the person who runs afoul of the law the person who's like dictating the story of the song or whatever? Yes. Is it because of a girl? Yes. Hmm. This is a tough one. 20 questions is tough when it's music. It is a little bit tough. Uh... Hmm. 
shit. You could still get six fantastic <laughs> quiz points. I don't think I'm going to get six fantastic quiz points. I can't even think of, like, refining questions at this point. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, filter it down. I'm like, I don't even fucking know. Um... Do you want the preamble again? Yeah, let's do it again. It concerns a man who fails to follow directions and runs afoul of the law. Fails to follow directions. Fails to follow directions. Directions slash common sense. It may not be explicit directions given in the song. (sighs) Fuck, dude. I don't even know what to ask anymore. (laughs) Fuck. You fucking, you know every word of this song. <laughs> That's good to know. Um, 100%. There's like wait, zero wait, wait, wait. chance. I know every word of it, but, but it's... Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's not been examined, and so... Or at least you hadn't examined uh, it well, until recently. Well, I hadn't examined it until it was going through my head a couple of weeks ago and just ruined my day. Oh, boy. I haven't asked a question in a very long time. No, you maybe it seems like you might be out of questions. I don't know what else to ask, except other than just start naming bands. I'm just be like, is it this band? Is it is it the Flying Burrito Brothers? <laughs> well, you did already ask birds. Right? That's what I mean. I'm like, well, American bands. Did it seem like I hesitated when I said birds? Because if I did, then maybe ask Flying Burrito Brothers. But also, <laughs> I told you this song might have been recorded as early as 59. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not. God, that's so but again, early. it's been done by multiple artists. But are the Flying Burrito Brothers known for any covers? Fuck, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something that our dad would have listened to. Yeah. Um. Shit. Shit, son. Is a Beach Boys song? They wouldn't do that. They, they're nice boys. They wouldn't get in trouble. <laughs> no, they do have that. Uh, it's not. And uh, no, the defining Beach Boy song I think about is Wouldn't It Be Nice? <laughs> and that is the fucking opposite of a song by a group of boys that would get into they trouble. They are very much following directions on that Those song. are some good boys. Yeah. Matsumoto would give them many good boy points for that. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Uh, uh, mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. They are definitely much better boys than whoever first recorded I think we're alone now. <laughs> this is rep. This is becoming bad radio. Yeah, sorry. I made I made a mistake. No, it's my fault. I'm not quick with the questions. I just uh, what's throwing me is the thing where you say as early as 1959 and I just try to think of what kinds of songs are from then and I'm like, what the fuck? Like that's the we are very much in the infancy of rock and roll at that point. Well, rock and roll is so fucking broad. I right? understand, like, but it's like, what even is it then? If it's nineteen, it's it's tough. But it's when I think band? about this song, I don't think there's any way I could answer no to the question: Is it a rock and roll song? But it's a band, and they're American. Fuck. Yeah, sure. It's tough, man. Should I just yeah get one one more good question, and I'll give you another hand? I was gonna say, should I just dump all my good boy points? I mean, sorry, all my uh, my quiz points. <laughs> I'm never going to get any good white points. <laughs> I gave those up long ago. Um, all right. Hey. Um, I don't have any more questions. <laughs> no further questions. <laughs> okay. Um, the song contains an address. Uh, like the lyrics. That's pretty rare, The right? lyrics do? Yeah, the lyrics to the song contain an address. Well, that would be a good hint, but like, 
off the top of my it head. It is located at a very... The song takes place at a very specific location. Hmm. No, I don't know it. I mean, okay. I, don't, I don't know it from that. Yeah, it's Love Potion number nine. Okay. Who? Wait, who does that? Uh, originally the Clovers, then the Searchers, then the Coasters. Okay, all right. All, all, all three of those guys did that. Okay. Shit. Uh, here's what I wanted to say about Love Potion number nine. Sorry I blew the whole segment. Sorry, everybody. Right. So he goes to get a Love Potion from Madam Ruth, who's got a little pad down at 34th and Vine. <laughs> Okay. Uh, selling selling little bottles of love potion number nine. By the way, I think you may have overestimated my knowledge of the lyrics of this song. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it could be. <laughs> I'm so sure he goes I've heard get, it one million times, but I didn't He not goes to get them. this he goes to get this potion. He tells her uh that he's a flop with chicks. He's been this way since nineteen fifty six. Okay. She looks at his palm and she makes a magic sign and says what he needs is love potion number nine. The only thing that she sells at the store, by the way. Okay. All right. We're told that that was her entire business. She bends down and turns around and gives him a wink. She says she's going to mix it up right here in the sink. It smells like turpentine. It looks like Indian, India ink. He held his nose. He closed his eyes. He took a drink. Mm-hmm. Matthew, he took the love potion. <laughs> you mean the one he's supposed to give to someone else? Why did he take the love potion? The instructions weren't clear. The lady didn't say it. I don't think he asked. I think he just drank <laughs> That's it. That's what I'm saying. She just put it in a little bottle and gave it to him. Why did she give it to him in a bottle if he was supposed to drink it right there? <laughs> Again, yes, he definitely did a fuck up, but I think he maybe he needed more instructions is what I'm saying. I think maybe I mean, she definitely. noticed that. I think she probably saw him drinking it and went, oh, shit. <laughs> well, what what immediately happens? He starts kissing everything. Uh-huh. That wasn't his problem. How's that going to help him? <laughs> He goes outside and kisses a cop right outside her fucking shop. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Is the problem? Is this that his dick's limp? Yeah. Is it just? Is he just? He's limp dicked. Why would he take it right there in the shop? I mean, he didn't realize it was going to make him start kissing everything (laughs) and everything in sight. He didn't know if it was day or night, Matthew. (laughs) So he's on some real shit. Yeah, he started kissing everything in sight, and when he kissed a cop down at Thirty Fourth and Vine, they repeat the address. He broke his little bottle of love potion number nine. Wow. Okay. Hey. Why did he take the love potion? I don't know. I can only assume he's an idiot and he needed I was help. mad about it for a whole afternoon. He needed help. He needed the lady to tell him with clear instructions before she gave it to him. But she didn't know either. It's nobody's fault, really. It's his fault, I guess. It's his <laughs> fault. It's a hundred percent his fault. Um hey, I what feel dumb shit. I feel way better about not knowing what it was though. Cause like, yes, I, I've d- heard that song one million times, but like I don't uh-huh. think I was gonna get to that. I wasn't okay. anywhere near it, you know? <laughs> well, no, it was clear that you were definitely not. You got yourself right off track pretty quick. Yeah, I fucked it. Like I fucked when you it said, up. is it a bird song at question 10? I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> He's not. A, nope. Wrong direction. Uh-oh. <laughs> you went the wrong direction. Yeah, no, sorry. It's far between by the birds. It's uh, <laughs> telephone communication, only a three-minute elation when I hear your voice. And I punched a cop, as I thought that's what you were talking about. That's like later in the in the rare third verse that they don't always perform live, he punches a cop. Uh, all right. I'll do better next time. I apologize. I blew it. I blew the whole game. I let the podcast okay, down. That is good, because I already, uh, I already have the next song I want to talk about picked out, that's so good. we will talk about it after I review that song, probably. Okay. All right. Good. I apologize to Ryan. That was a quiz for him, and I blew it. I didn't even give him the full 20 questions, so... No, you can only me. think of 14 questions. That's on me. Well, again, once once I was down to, I'm just going to guess every American band I can think of. I went, this is stupid. I'm done with this. And you never would have gotten to the coasters. 
No, I would have had to accidentally come up with the fact that I was um, working in my own limited. As soon as I said, when you had rock and roll and maybe the 50s, I think it would have been useful to ask if it was a white group or a black group because they were pretty segregated back then. Yeah, well, yes. Once once I heard that it was dipping into the 50s, I should have asked. Yeah. By then I'd already made up my mind because of the prejudices that I have, (laughs) that I grew up with. And that I'm still combating, I guess. Yeah, but it's like Love Potion Number Nine is not an R and B song. No, 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 it's not. <sighs> what a disappointing way to end the yeah, podcast, no, huh? I'm just so bummed out, and I was so happy that we were done with Billy Joel, <laughs> and I'm such a fucking failure. <laughs> well, <laughs> next week is a Star Trek week. Oh, good, great. Yeah, we're watching Identity Crisis. Oh, that's not great. Jordy's gonna get. Real vascular. It's gonna be a blue man. <laughs> We're watching The Muse. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm fuck. <laughs> it's another bad crop. We've had two really all time bad weeks, and now we gotta do this. Yeah. Uh, we got Demon. That's coming up. Yeah, it's a Silver Blood. That seems real good. And uh, and then we get to the rest of the Klingon forehead problem in Divergence. I hope someone calls it the forehead problem at some point in the episode. Uh, in, in about a month, we'll be back with another mailbag. Maybe I'll put Matt through another <laughs> bad podcast. Twenty questions quiz. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. You know, I've had I've I've had a few Chardonnays. What of it? <laughs> I don't. I just think I should have thought about is twenty questions going to be a good format for this? Well, like with like objects or like there are certain things where like you kind of can't run out of questions. But when it was music, I was just like, what the fuck do I even ask now? It's like too big a space, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's on me. Uh, uh yeah. So oh, send us we'll mail. Back at a, in about a month, uh, we'll we'll be starting the fruit bracket. That's going to be exciting for everybody. Should be able um, to knock that one out pretty quick. It doesn't you we know, don't need a lot gonna of analysis. Ha- going to be harvest times, Halloween times. Oh hell so yeah, it's going to be chusuk, all that shit. Kind of, we kind of <laughs> missed the uh, the height of fruit season. I'm sorry. Wait, what? you don't that you don't agree that it's going to be chusuk? That's harvest time. <laughs> I mean, yes, I agree. I thought that that's what you were be, saying. Everyone's going to wear hanbok and everything. It's going to be real good. Yeah, but... dude, we're going to eat some fucking japche and some fucking. We're going to have some. I, I would eat japche right now. I eat some japche. We're going to eat some fucking. We're going to eat some pop. <laughs> well, okay. So, you thought of two Korean foods, and the second one was bop. <laughs> hey, I've been taking Korean for like two years. I'm pretty good now. Oh boy! Everybody, um, please, please send us mail. It was really a weak crop this time. I mean, thanks, Shannon. I think Shannon was the winner this time. But send us some stuff, people. That's at Brother Day on the Twitter machine. I think maybe they've been getting it wrong. Maybe they've been sending them somewhere else. Uh, they've been tweeting JD Power and Associates again. Oh fucking god! And those guys, by the way, they're sick of it. They keep telling. Oh us. yeah, they keep sending me emails about the whole thing. They're actually going right to my spam filter now. They've sent me so many. Uh, if you are in New Jersey or Russia or Cambodia, we appreciate your listens. Keep listening. Or the uh, Arkansas. We have one from Arkansas. Arkansas. Keep it up. Uh, you can obviously, you know where to find us. It's brotherdate.com. 
I imagine that they either listened to the episode entitled Alabama, which is it got a number of our downloads, which must be speculative, <laughs> or the episode Turkey in the Straw. Oh boy! Which I assume people have been downloading because they think we might be talking about the racist origins of the song Turkey in the Straw, mm. and f- maybe we did. That's I don't remember what that episode was. Very about. hard to say. It seems unlikely. It was quite some time ago. Uh, but keep it up. Uh, we have three three downloads for the pelvic expanse. <laughs> You're just wondering so, which, which specific pervs downloaded each episode? Uh, that is correct. That's exactly what I'm wondering. Well, I always think that someone's downloaded the episode because they are hoping for a little bit of incest fetish. And then oh, I'm, they're very be. disappointed. Yeah. Hey, that turkey in the straw episode from 2016, there's no question that Look, we did not address the racist origins of the song. Some people have said that our uh, chemistry is... Well, some people said smoldering. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think one person uh, commented on one of the iTunes reviews, flaccid, which was pretty disappointing. Uh, yeah. But, well, you um, can't please everybody. But look, we're, it's not an incest show. Listen, so. just, just thumb it in and hope for the old evanescence. <laughs> anyway, podcatchers um, that pick up things from iTunes or uh, Spotify, or fucking Stitcher, or any of those businesses. You'll, you'll be able to get us. Again, brotherdate.com for the brackets. Billy Joel is complete. Um, email us, brothers at brotherdate.com. Um, it's been a while since we got... Um, well, we got one audio mail not that long ago, but generally we haven't gotten that much, so send us some cool uh, audio. And that's it, man. Star Trek next week. Let's Let's perp. Zanzibar's the winner here. It's much more interesting, even though he's such a piece of crap. <laughs> I just I hate I hate when I accidentally hear his lyrics and understand what they are. 